humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM. I am Jared. Hey Jared, how's it going? It's going all right. All right, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. I, uh, I had a real fucked up sleep schedule last night that has resulted in me being bright-eyed and bushy-tailed today. Oh, well that's good. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if I crash. Um, but it is rainy here, and the long dark of winter is soon to begin. <laughs> Beautiful. So, Beautiful. yeah. Stoked about that. Uh, last week was a really lovely podcast, Jared. Yeah, Jay is a cool dude, man. It was cool to chat with him. It was fun. Yeah. I, uh, I'm really sad that I missed out on that. He was... Uh, I didn't know a lot of that stuff about him. That's really... Uh, I don't know, really cool origin story and stuff like that. I uh, I too once uh, accidentally. Well, no, I I was I was working sound at my uh, church when I was in high school. I was working the soundboard in the youth uh, thing, and uh, I did not have Jay's love and faith for Christianity. I had uh, contempt for the whole institution. Uh, so I was trying to listen to music on the radio while also operating the soundboard, and apparently my music was bleeding through the speakers and uh the uh youth pastor called it out one day and i just i had to stop doing that oh it's just a shame because it was said, the only uh, thing getting me through it he told you no more limp biscuit in church <laughs> it was it was it was classical it was classical music it was wrr classical 101 ah okay because uh, i'm a nerd <laughs> you sure it wasn't limp biscuit you can tell me <laughs> <laughs> uh no no it wasn't Limp Biscuit. I I uh I had my embarrassing musical tastes at the time and Limp Biscuit was not one of them. Disturbed uh was oh, yeah. one of them. Uh Stabbing Westward uh, uh, was one them. of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, those were those were mine. But uh yeah, it was a nice it was a nice show. Y'all killed it. Uh you were at TwitchCon, yeah. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that at all, or can we just? You just want to, that was it. I was at TwitchCon. End of story. I was at TwitchCon. It was fine. I I still. I mean, the I still am not over Twitch and the whole concept of it. Uh, walking around a crowded convention center full of people desperate to be famous, uh, uh, you know, on a platform owned by Amazon with like all these giant posters on the walls and hanging from the ceiling of people who had become famous on Twitch. Uh, it was, it was, I, I, you know, I can't get over it. Uh, freaks me out. You watch the original Black Mirror, right? Oh, yeah. You remember 15 Million Merits? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's, yep. that's, that's, that's Twitch. That's, yep. <laughs> everybody try to get famous, get eaten alive by the machine. Uh, but, you know, it's, you know, it's fun. And anyway, uh, I did not see any of the injuries. I did see that booth. Oh, I was going to ask. <laughs> no, I didn't see anything like that happen. Uh, I was So I was there to, you know, Devolver didn't have a presence there, but I was there to check out the show to see, like, what presence we might have there in the future again. Um, and I was looking through my notes, working on my, my report, and <laughs> on the first day, one of my notes is, like, uh, like foam battle pits seem popular. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's some some brutal stuff i can't i wish i could remember whose booth that was because it wasn't actually twitch's booth it was one of the the mm-hmm. show like one of the people showing it but looks like twitchcon got all the rap for that uh i can't believe so many people were injured yeah i saw a um a picture that somebody had edited and it said twitchcon 2023 and it was just like those pits with like the spikes at the bottom of them. <laughs> I was saying we could get Vieco to dress as Bane uh, and have him break people's backs over his knee. It's not funny. Oh, yeah. It's. I must you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It was. You know. It was cool. It was interesting. Um, but I, by the third day, I actually like it was a three day convention. I went the first two days, saw a bunch of talks, looked. You know interviewed people about like what they were there for what they wanted out of twitchcon and then the third day i just didn't even go in i couldn't even make myself go back it was too crowded there was a lot of stuff going on um but yeah yeah it was uh i was and i got home and then i got sick because that's what you do after a convention is be sick 
And uh, and now I'm back. Well, sweet. Sounds Jared, uh, like something. <laughs> yeah. We got to do the recent news. We got to do the Devolver recent news. Phantom Abyss is now live on Xbox Game Pass. Woohoo! On PC and Xbox. Almost said PC and Switch, which does not have Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> um, and Hotline Miami just had its 10th birthday. 10 years, man. Yeah. It's crazy. So, happy birthday, you sick fucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not the, not the developers of the game. They're not sick fucks. Eh, they might be. Maybe. Um, but the characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going well. We got a lot of projects going on these days. Uh, it's, it's a shame we can't update on all of them. It's almost like we've got like just, just a shitload of projects for one company. You know? Mm-hmm. We, we um, certainly do. <laughs> we certainly do. And that's that's something that that's important, you know, in video games development and everything like that. Scope creep is something that people talk about with like a single game, you know, like it, it keeps like expanding and expanding and it becomes, you know, unwieldy and, you know, too much for the team to make. Um, you know, and even publishers have that, you know, where we've got to limit ourselves. We've really got to be careful not to do too many projects because there's only so we're only human and there's only so much we can do for each project. Um, so yeah, like it's really important to like, you know, keep a, keep a good rhythm and not to go overboard with too many projects at the same time. Is this a, is this a, a segue into how free lives makes like a hundred fucking games a year is that what this is is that what this bit is that's 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 the spit that's the ah, spit okay, Jared. i'm doing a segue <laughs> uh to introduce our guests this week evan greenwood and rohan ranjith uh from free lives to talk about stick it to the stick man the third game that they are currently working on <laughs> over at free lives hi fellas hello hi <laughs> How's it going? Jesus, yeah. Uh, we're making too many games. <laughs> but they're all wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I think one is better than the other two. Which one? Yeah, which one? Yeah, Terranol is definitely yeah. the best one. Yeah. yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, would you all mind saying hello and introducing yourselves real quick? Okay, uh, I'm Evan Greenwood, um, a, you know, long-time developer at Free Lives. I had my 10-year um, anniversary at Free Lives pretty recently, so it's also, you know, get, getting on. Um, Congratulations. I've been doing this for a while. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I'm Rohan. Uh, I'm not that long at Free Lives. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I guess we both programmer designers on Stickman. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, stick it to the stick man, sorry. Uh, yeah, name. Rohan is yet to be broken by the uh, Free Lives um, game-making machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, pictures. It looks terrible. <laughs> Bunch of joyful, yeah, all, beautiful people in a mansion yeah. making games together, laughing. All, all, all of us in a, in a sauna on a boat just yeah. traveling the world. <laughs> you poor rat bastards. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, we're, we're, yeah, we're doing all right, but we are, we are making three games at once, um, and it's a lot, yeah. um, you know, not, not uh, either of us personally having to make all three games, but like a bunch of different people uh, all together, and it's, you know, it's also fun, like you get to walk into another, like another room in the, the as, as you just describe it, mansion, uh, the office, um, and, you know, there's a bunch of people and you don't even know what they're doing. Uh, because you haven't seen them in weeks because yeah. you're so busy uh, working with animating stick figures um, as you do. Sure. Um, but yeah, things are going well. Um, and I, I, I suppose I should apologize because uh, part of Devolver's problem with making, you know, Devolver developing too many games <laughs> is that, um, uh, you know, Free Lives has really been, you know, uh, I guess pushing for Devolver to develop more <laughs> games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. yeah. I mean, we we it's like, oh, Free Lives has a game. That's wonderful. Of course, we'll publish it. Oh, Free Lives has a game. That's huh. I thought they already. Uh, yeah, of course, we'll publish it. It's Free Lives. They, they got a third third Free Lives. I mean, what are we gonna do? Not publish it? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, no. It's been a. It's it's uh, it's. I f we we're we're definitely. 
uh, on a serious note on the blessed side of uh, game development it is yeah. really easy making games when someone like developers just willing to pick it up even if it's really you know, you know one of the weird games we make um and that's i don't know it's it's, it's something we don't have to worry about and like we're lucky I think it's we're it's a mutually lucky relationship. Yeah, it's it's yeah. nice. I mean, I I think from Devolver's end, it's wonderful having y'all like us and come to us with these things because <laughs> they're always they're always cool and they're always interesting and it's you know it's always free lives. So, yeah, yeah. And this is the part where we make out. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yes. No, yes. Finally, finally. Yes. How's my cowboy hat? <laughs> it's doing good it's doing good it's um it's uh, you know it's summer here uh it's getting to summer here right now yeah. so it's it's getting some use yes um yeah the uh I, I do though i have to be careful about wearing it because the frequency of people requesting broforce 2 is like very strongly correlated to sightings of cowboy hat on evan in our social media posts <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's so funny. That's fantastic. I hope it makes an appearance in Broforce 2, unannounced. Uh, in fact, saying the word Broforce 2 also is a, is a, <laughs> causes certain problems for our social media managers. Nice. So I don't nice. know if you can scrub that out, just all, all reference of, of that. Yeah, yeah, we'll... Uh, 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 we'll see how lazy I am on the edit. <laughs> uh, so, sticking to the stick, man, is the game that y'all are currently working on. Um, is that is that either of, were either of you the genesis of this idea, or was it like a group genesis thing? Yeah. So, so Rohan and I, uh, you know, as you do, we were um, at a kind of getaway in the mountains um you know trying to make a game as and, you fucking do <laughs> and have the and and like there had been um uh, attempts to try make a, a another another platformer uh, within free lives um and uh we were, were kind of figuring it out so one of the one of the things we we're going to try to do is do the stick figures uh, so Rohan and I and uh, and Jay, who's doing music and sound on it, uh, kind of worked for a few months uh, to make this like stick figure fighter, um, and people really liked it. And it was it was sort of started with a bit of like a let's do this as a way to like learn how to do it, and then um, it got really popular when when we put it out. Like something like uh, over a million people played the demo or the. The itch, the yeah. itch prototype we put up on itch. That's amazing. Um, so then we were doomed to try make the game for real, I guess. Nice. Uh, would you mind explaining "Stick It to the Stick Man" for those who aren't already aware? Yeah. Uh, um, so it's a physics stickman brawler uh, with a corporate evil undertone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's it's kind of kind of like uh, mimics the the part of corporate culture where it's kind of fire or be fired, and the only way to climb to the top of a company is through adversarial relationships uh, with your coworkers. Um, you know, it's 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 reveling in a sort of corporate misery yeah. uh, that um, you know. And I, and I think there's like a there's a lot of jokes there. Um, there's there's a lot to uh, be said for um, you know I guess what's happening in corporations right now in America and the West and like yeah. we're just like opening opening up like our Google News and then like putting whatever we see there into the game kind of like it's yeah, um, yeah it, it's it's and it's still I think it's still finding itself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, where we've been de- developing it for a while, and like honestly, a lot of the work we're doing is just trying to make Unity physics not like fall apart and to like actually kind of look uh, l- like resemble a game. Um, 
but uh, I suppose where we're still we're still excited to kind of uh, I suppose explore more parts of um, the, the the workplace, explore more parts of like large what large companies are like. Um, you know, like I say, it, it, when I say explore, I mean largely, you know, have stick figures punch each other until <laughs> they die. Um, yeah. But, you know, with, with a sort of satirical, uh, you know, a, 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 th- a thin varnish of satire that makes it seem uh, a little more, you know, occasionally a little more intelligent than that. <laughs> nice, nice. Enough to make people think there's more that they're just not getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, we like to leave people confused and, and wanting more. Nice. Um, Have either of you worked in, in, in an office structure, in, in, in an office like that kind of place? Uh, nowhere close. I have worked in slightly, slightly more corporate settings than uh, Free Lives is, but um, no, no. And I, I, I think the sort of detachedness from reality in Sticker to the Stickman would kind of show this. Yeah. Um, but yeah like the at at the moment it's largely it's a game where you kind of climb a corporate tower um, getting to the top the CEO is at the top you you kill the CEO Um, we are busy busy working on um, some other settings for this kind of corporate combat Um, we're doing uh, some sort of uh, like an R and D science department, we're mm. uh, making a kind of f- uh, a fulfillment center where you kind of package things for a warehouse. There's there's these different aspects to what we see as kind of a uh, you know what would be like a conglomerate kind of style company that yeah. has these different divisions doing different things. Um, so what's there so far? Uh, explores one one part of that, um, and then where we're hoping to get to is kind of something that uh, can, can we? I, I mean, I suppose this it doesn't matter. This isn't going up on like Twitch or anything, right? What the 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 stream like? So there's part of what we we want to like m- m- mock a company a bit like Amazon, where it has these different divisions, has these different like oh yeah uh, parts to it. Um, you know, it's not just the corporate head offices. It's the people loading the boxes in the fulfillment centers. It's yeah. the like the pharmaceuticals division. It's it's all of that, um, but like under this one company that is slowly trying to consume the world um, <laughs> through its own success and a marketplace domination. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll put it on Twitch now if you want them to hear. It. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, speaking uh, of things they don't want to hear, is there any unionization in the game? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, we do have a joke in the game, uh, at least in the demo, um, where there is unionization. Uh, you ha- you have a friend at the beginning of the game where you have to fire them, and uh, throughout throughout the demo, uh, this friend comes back and does like different stuff and in one of the story moments he he unionizes and a whole bunch of stick men fly through through the windows to um stop your your corporate climbing um yeah Uh, yeah. your your friend becomes uh, i think more and more desperate um as I suppose this is where the game is pretty cynical because you've got this friend who's presumably jobless now and is becoming more and more cynical about the workplace, which leads them to become a union leader, which leads them to try to take down your company while you yourself are also trying to take down the company. Um, and I, I think I think this is, uh, you know, it's a hard, it's half formed at this point and like mm-hmm. but where we want to take it is this kind of uh, version of a company where no one gets along. Everyone's sort of trying to gain power through whatever means they have. I don't, I don't want to be cynical about unions, but I think the, um, in the I'd, I'd like anyway unions to be portrayed positively in the game. But the every, every everyone in this game is kind of awful, um, and okay. is probably always going to be awful. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I- anyone that is happy to fire their friends probably isn't <laughs> going to run a very, you know, a, a very wholesome and um, kind of pleasing company. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so it's about indulging in this kind of uh, brutal killer be killed atmosphere. It's not. It's not super. It's, it's just about reveling in this kind of nightmare scenario. Yeah, and, and I think a nightmare corporate um, environment is is kind of the way we think of it. Um, yeah. There's it, it it is the worst you can imagine, um, and, and it's it's we were talking about this earlier. The there's a lot of games that like present very high stakes. You're gonna save the world. You're gonna like yeah. um, you know defeat the witch lord or you know the dragon or um, you know the, these these incredible epics. Um, you know the, the universe, the very universe's existence is based is going to be you know will is going to be determined based on how well you crit the next like <laughs> you know yeah. five enemies. Um, and and we want to take a little bit of that and put it in something like a kind of mundane setting like it's not exactly necessarily relatable but it's it's banal in the sense of it's it's everyday yeah. it's stuff that's happening except we don't want the stakes to necessarily be that much lower um and 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 i and i think that's a kind of i mean it's it's kind of suitable in the sense that uh we live in a time where the richest people in the world are richer relative to us than like the emperors of Egypt were to the people around them. Like we, <laughs> we live in a, a time where there these are there really are these god kings that like live amongst us. Yeah. Um and are entirely untouchable and um you know and their lives are a mystical and um the the the, the thing you know the things of like public intrigue and um and secrecy um and I, I think there's there's a epic to be told there um you know and i suppose in this case casting the those billionaires and that as villains um you know kind of in a in a story that is also kind of uh, hopefully you know earth shattering in magnitude yet um it, entirely based in the real world mm. um just just a slightly you know fractionally exaggerated version of the real world nice nice yeah um speaking of working in a nightmare corporate environment <laughs> rohan how did you come to be working at free lives how sorry what, what was the question oh how did you come to be working at free lives what was your journey into this um, so I kind of, I, I guess everyone at Free Lives has a different way of getting in here, but, uh, I met Free Lives at, um, Amaze Johannesburg, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I used to do game jams as a student and that's how I met Evan. Uh, and before this job, I was working at a startup that wasn't that great, um, and I, I, I was going to go into like a weird gambling, gaming, tech oh. art position. Uh, and I asked Evan for a reference and he kind of like said, why don't you come work at Free Lives? Uh, which <laughs> was, was really nice and probably saved me. Uh, yeah, from like misery and loving out stick it to the stick man in real life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow! Yeah. Oh, imagine that. Like you, you'd be one of the founders of this t- gambling tech startup, and you'd be unable to leave it until you're like, until the initial public offering, when you're like, <laughs> your your stock was finally like tradable, and like you had to, but that might be like eight years in your future. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, that's that's it's a that's like a, that's the darkest timeline. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oof. I guess Evan's uh, journey to free lives is just he founded it. Yeah, I, you know I don't know Evan's journey to free lives. What is that journey, Evan? I, I mean, 
this is this is like like we said earlier. This is like t- over ten years ago now, um, and that's kind of getting towards close to the start of this thing we call indie games. Like there, mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of like indie games like uh, at that time, um, and particularly there weren't other indie games. There were, there were barely any other indie game studios in South Africa where where we're based. So a lot of that journey was just like having to do it your you know myself you know mm-hmm. like if I wasn't starting it it didn't e- exist um, yeah how, how did you how did you get into game dev uh, I I just really wanted it um, but then I yeah I <laughs> uh, no so like South Africa didn't have I. If I had been in, in in America or Europe or UK, I probably earlier in my life would have um, joined a big comp, you know, an existing game company and uh, learned skills that way. Uh, instead, I was doing like like uh, website development for mm-hmm. for some years, um, and then, like I say, indie games kind of start in like as we know them in like. 2006 technically 2008 a little bit um you know there's some small teams you can now sell at this point you can start selling a game either on mobile or on on steam and so i i I moved in with my parents for a couple years just to learn how to program and that and i was like you know very lucky to be able to do that um and kind of kept trying to make games until i made anything that was good like it's like it takes a you know a while to like figure out how to make something that's not terrible um <laughs> and and so i spent a few years making terrible terrible things and like honestly embarrassing efforts that largely were paid for by other people um you know fortunately um and you know then broforce is really it's it's not the first game that like was successful, but like the first like big game, um, I suppose. The, the big game is the first game is Free Lives, um, and a lot of Free Lives forms around starting Broforce. Yeah. Um, but up until that, I'd been doing some mobile dev, and I'd had a little bit of success there, um, and kind of I suppose got out of that before mobile dev really started uh, becoming. It's it's the sort of free to play hellscape that it <laughs> kind of is now. Yeah. Um, although all of that's, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I don't I don't want to completely knock it because we've Free Lives has also done pretty well with uh, mobile games and yeah, uh, Apple the Arcade. Yeah. yeah. But there, there was a period where I suppose I, I dreamt of a very different kind of mobile landscape, like where there are. Um, experimental and creative indie games coming out all the time and it felt like that in about 2010 and then things started shifting um and the the money just wasn't in it um and then broforce uh was just this incredibly exciting uh prototype and opportunity and yeah we built this the studio uh formed around that who was who was the studio at that time so we'd been developing a mobile game for about six months. And when I say we, that's me and Jared Lunt mm-hmm. and a, a couple other people who were helping uh, kind of on contracting. Yeah. Um, and Jared and I um, made, a, made the first version of Broforce kind of on a weekend, uh, kind of just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, and then it was just really good, and we 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 cancelled the the mobile game we had been developing, uh, you know, just to work. Uh, pe- you know, the the amount of kind of it, I, I'd taken this like mobile game to GDC and shown all these kind of publishers and that, and like you know, the, the game wasn't bad. It just wasn't sparking excitement. And then mm-hmm. Broforce came along and. Everyone who saw the game loved the idea. They wanted to see more. They were like visibly excited, <laughs> and it was just you know canceling six months' work was like very expensive, and we didn't have much money. 
but you know, obviously in hindsight, it was like super, you know, absolutely the right call. Yeah. Um, and even at the time, it just it would have it it felt crazy not to pursue it. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did uh, so did did the team grow before Devolver got involved, or did you all sign with Devolver and then expand the team? <laughs> the 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 team had grown a bit. Um, so okay, the uh, Ruan who, who you chatted to uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, he he had uh, actually been hired uh, by Free Lives. Um, to work on that mobile game and <laughs> as he when he joined the company we'd made the decision like a couple weeks before that we were no longer doing that game we were doing a different game called Broforce so <laughs> there's you know the, you know he's he, he stuck with us I guess so he, he obviously thought that was a good idea um, but uh, you know we, we, we had you know like just between me and, and Jared like we knew uh, this wasn't enough to do like to 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 make games. Like we needed we needed some help. So yeah. Ruan was there, and then we started needing um, like a kind of a manager. You know, like uh, like I really wanted to be doing as much programming and game design as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, so people kept on being hired, so I didn't have to do that that work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess is how I saw it. Like I was just like, oh, I'm doing too much programming, I have to hire Ruan. Oh, I'm doing too much marketing or something. I yeah. have to hire a manager, that, that, that kind of thing. Um, we contacted Devolver. Uh, we, we, we'd been working on it for like a couple months, as I recall, yeah. a, a few months. Uh, and Devolver said no. Um, <laughs> they, they didn't want the game. Um, I think Nigel made... we ever made. No, what? <laughs> uh, I, N- Nigel, N- well, I, I think the the reasoning we got, I think, was, what was it? I, I, like, it was basically Devolver had too many games. Um, <laughs> I think too many games is, is, is you know, in, in 2012, I think, was quite different to too many games in, in 2022. Yeah. Um, but... There, there, there were too many games, um, and we said fine. Oh, you know, we were a bit sad, obviously, um, uh, but we kept working on it and didn't sign with anyone else, and just contacted <laughs> contacted Devolver again and said, "Hey, we're still working on this, and like it's still looking good. Don't you want to actually sign us?" <laughs> um, and and then he and then Nigel said yes. Um, but I, I think it also, yeah, it, it was like a, a timeline thing. The game, the game was bigger, I think, than Devolver. Devolver thought it was, and also Devolver. This is the story I heard later was just had no money. Like Devolver oh. was broke, um, something like that, and they couldn't afford to like make trailers for another game, so they had to pass it up. Um, huh. But then later on, like they, things were you know, the schedule had opened up, um, yeah. and and things were looking good for Devolver. And then yeah, and it was like we 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 knew we wanted to be with Devolver. It was the, um, you know, the, the 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 one that made sense, right? Like we wanted to make this like stupid and irreverent and violent <laughs> and silly and like ridiculous game yeah. um and we just weren't getting that vibe from the the other publishers and it's like a i don't know it's 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 kind of a rare thing in games to m- kind of be a little bit ridiculous um you know <laughs> yeah uh, and like we weren't gonna take ourselves super seriously so it, it, you know like it felt like if you your publisher really needs to like um kind of I mean, you're, you're, it's, 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 it's a delicate, like, position because that person's, they're kind of a stand-in for you a lot of the time, and like, yeah. you can't just trust anyone to kind of be cool and like, you know, <laughs> the other publishers weren't cool. Nice. 
What, uh, I mean, what was, you know, it's, you know, these days, 2022, people hear Devolver, they're like, Devolver! But, like, what was, where would, where did that reputation come from back then for you? So it, it was, it was like Hotline Miami. Like, we yeah. knew, uh, like, Hotline Miami, you know, it was such a sensation uh, yeah. back then. And it was this, you know, it was hyper-violent. It, it was like, but in, like, not in, like, a, a kind of... A, boring way right yeah. like um and you know along with the, that um there'd been those serious sam indie games like devolver mm. had gotten vlambeer and a few other developers to work on some indie games around the the serious sam ip and yeah. like we we kind of we were familiar with like vlambeer so we could also like ask them like hey uh, you know are devolver cool what do you think um so you know, there's like an extra bit of like certainty there. There's they they're working with people we know. They're yeah. working with people we think are cool, and they're they're doing cool stuff. And like, you know, like indie games were weird back then. Like no one, you know, like it's 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 like a bunch of like a bunch of people just figuring it out. And there's so many games that got popular that like were like not the way indie games like evolved at all um you know the 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 they like and but we liked the way and I, and I think to some extent the uh devolver and and games like hotline miami did like pave the way for a certain feeling of indie games but they were like yeah. strange like very abstract games there's games that like um, only really worked on mobile, but like people tried them on PC anyway. There's a, there's a lot of like figuring it out, but we liked, I guess, the path the Devolver was on that made sense to us. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you then, Broforce, came along and largely defined the next chapter of that. I mean, I would say. Yeah. Thanks. It was yeah, yeah, it was huge. I mean, it like well, so like I was saying before the call, Jared and I like one of the first. Was that the first show we'd met? Jared? I think it was. I yeah, told. I think it yeah. was. Uh, Jared and Zane and Harry Five and I uh, were working at South by Southwest Gaming, which back then was a small show, like fold up tables and stuff like that uh, for every booth. And uh, there was the Devolver booth, and then Broforce had a, a its own booth in Indie Alley or something like that, right? Uh, and yeah, I mean, it was it was just I don't know, it was such a, a joy that game coming out. We all dressed up. I may have, we may have talked about this before, but I don't know. We all dressed our broest, and we <laughs> we just broed so hard. We we. <laughs> got so good at replacing words with bro in a way that was funny and made sense like by the end of that weekend we could it was we, it was like a second language we'd developed um i couldn't turn it off took, yeah it took, it took it took like a week to stop um uh, and now I can't even think of any of them, but uh, but yeah, it was just it was such a joy. Like people playing that game together, strangers walking up. It, it's such a simple concept and brilliantly executed, and just stupid fun. Just the, the the capacity to destroy the level and make it so you can't win is such a treat. And although I know that sounds weird <laughs> to say, but just the absolute freedom to destroy everything except for the American flag and the ground on which it stands. Uh, hey. Yeah, I mean, and that was—I don't know—that was—that would feel like that was the next really big one for us after Hotline. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and, and, and like the—I remember, I remember photos of that show though, because obviously, you—you you, you were doing a stand-in for uh, us actually mm -hmm. being there, and like. I, I had like a, a definite sense of like oh, they, they're doing it so much better than what we would have done. <laughs> like, this is, I'm so glad we're not there because all of these people at the show are getting are, are getting a much better performance. Oh, thanks. We had a blast. We also were way too loud and like people from other booths had to come around to see what the hell was going on because everybody was just cheering and having a great time. And I think because we did talk about this, Jared, because we were across the aisle from that dragon cancer. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> like we boy. were like, like they were like across from us and like three booths down. And that's the only other game I remember being there. Cause I was just like, Oh shit. <laughs> Oops. Um, so what do you think about like, you know, y'all are, I mean, y'all have done now. Do y'all normally have multiple projects going on at the same time? You know, after bro force, uh, there's been genital jousting, uh, cricket through the ages. Uh, what's the one that I'm not remembering? Gorn. Gorn. For God's sake. Uh, yeah. Is that is that it for stuff up to Terra Nil? Yeah. Uh, so what kind of happened uh, was after Bro Force, um, you know, and uh, uh, there was a little bit of like figuring out what we were doing um mm-hmm. a little bit of like you know chips falling wherever they may becoming uh, post ruan ruan came across like uh you know or discovered or invented gorn while at the same time i was pursuing uh genital jousting mm-hmm. um so then uh, you know at that point the the you know the and, and teams formed around that that it wasn't like just me on my own Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it meant that there were two two games being made at the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have this, I suppose, this, part of this comes from the the way we work in that it's a lot of fun working with a small team. You get to develop things faster. Everyone kind of knows what's going on without too many conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens when you're developing a game and, and getting closer and closer to, to like the finish line is you're, you're expanding the team. And so we sort of had too many people at the end of Broforce to make just one game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started making two games, but it, it's kind of this, I suppose what's scary here is it's, it's like you can picture it like almost like cell division, <laughs> like a like an, an amoeba, like split its cells split and then there's two games and now it's spell its, it's cells split a, again and there's three games and then you know <laughs> what's what's next like yeah. uh, we, we, we're figuring that out um, because yeah like uh, but it's it, it's 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 not exactly planned it's just a function of the fact that we like these small teams and then if the games are successful um the teams start growing because they need more support yeah um and then yeah you end up in a situation where like at the end of it you're like well these people are so good at making games we can't like let them go i guess we got to just make more games now <laughs> yeah do y'all start do you but y'all, y'all are doing jams all the time right we, we, yeah we we try to and i mean i think it's not absolutely everyone in the studio but i i think i mean like Ro- rohan was saying um you know this is sort of how we kind of meet people this is how we okay i mean i don't mean like we, we we're entirely reclusive and the only way we meet outsiders is by inviting them to game jams but the, it's 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 a it is something we just enjoy doing anyway and it has a side benefit of like we're making lots of things we get to chuck away loads of terrible ideas for everything we pursue yeah um and you know when you're making as many terrible ideas as us that's that's important right <laughs> like the i it's 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 tempting every once in a while to when we make a game like at a at a game jam and we've just spent like a weekend on it and going like you know like nigel said that they would publish anything three lives made <laughs> what if <laughs> nice getting revenge for that we have too many games comment all those years ago <laughs> think you had too many games devolver get a load of these yeah no there's 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 some um, one one of my favorite games we haven't pursued is a um, you know, I think, and I think this is a thing that we've all thought about. Um, but like, you know, spiders don't actually shoot web from their wrists, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. not a thing. They shoot it from their butt. It's not technically their butt, but it's it's mm-hmm. for intents and purposes, it's their butt. So what if they spin Spider-Man shot poop from his butt, and it was really sticky, and he could swing on it? 
Yeah, we've all thought about that. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 one of those. You're, you're you know in like a, a brief pause during, um, you know, like the Spider Verse film. You're just like thinking, like, what, you know, if it came out of his butt instead. Um, what if that's how he ate? It? Like, was by catching <laughs> things. <in his> <laughs> <laughs> like stray cats and dogs in New York City. <laughs> Sure, you want a, you want a writing this. credit on this game? It sounds, <laughs> sounds even better. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'd love to come work yeah, in real life. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's. I mean, but yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> what, what 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 if he you know he he caught he he ate everyone he caught right like. <laughs> What if that was actually Spider-Man? You know? Like he catches bank robbers and then eats them. <laughs> Liquefies their insides and sucks them back out. <laughs> We've all thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Nigel, get ready for that pitch. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Rohan, you, you met, you know, you met them through, through game jams and stuff like that. What you've, have you grown up in South Africa? Are you from the area? Uh, yeah, I I grew up. Bo- I was born yeah. Um, yeah. I afterwards I studied game design. Yeah. Uh, there's like a few uh, colleges that offer it, and yeah. like one university. And because of that, uh, Free Lives used to like make a trip to Joburg, and yeah, I I just got the opportunity to meet them. Um, yeah and and i guess that's how a lot of like the indie like south african scene kind of like went in like 2015 was like it felt like there was one big event and then like everyone gathered and you could like meet meet your fellow game devs yeah yeah Yeah, it's 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 not like I mean, in, I suppose, look, America is a very big place, but there, yeah. there's all these things like South by Southwest and the PAXs and mm. GDC, and that's all happening over there. And like, South Africa is also geographically a big place, but there's not a ton of game developers. So we yeah. all kind of, for a while anyway, we all knew each other, which was actually in some ways really cool. Like um, yeah. the... You know, like all the people trying to make games would be people you've you've met at a game jam or you've met at a at a talk, um, and yeah, it was it was it was super fun. Also, it's small enough that you also know all of the promising students as well. <laughs> um, yeah, because they just they aren't like enough game. There's barely enough game devs to fill a room. Yeah. What's yeah, it like? It, oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, it, it kind of also happened, I think, around genital jousting, like, um, launch, like, Free Lives held a, a, a fan art competition where you just drew dick pics, and uh, <laughs> I, I I drew one, um, and, and that was, like, I guess another, like, opportunity to meet Free Lives, um, yeah. You're saying it... The dick pic you drew for the genital jousting fan art competition was really the recognition that you were yeah. so long craving for and your parents had sent you to yeah. study at university yeah. in order to achieve that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Recognition that uh, Evan Greenwood has seen my dick pic and hired me because of it. That, that's, yeah. that's what my parents dreamed of. <laughs> They're very progressive parents. Yeah. Um... <laughs> That's uh, fascinating. Um, it's, it's it's like a Disney movie when you think about it. <laughs> it's, it's like a Disney movie, but with hand-drawn dick pics. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the question I was leading into, and that kind of partially answers it, is, is I guess, what's it like wanting to, like wanting to become a game developer, studying game development, and having, like, what is, what was free life, like, I feel like, I assume every young developer, every everybody, even you know, and everybody just wanting to get into it is in South Africa is aware of free lives. And I guess I was curious about what they were to you, uh, leading up to you sending them dick pics and then you know <laughs> developing a relationship. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think initially it free lives kind of felt like, I mean the the only studio that that was doing uh, cool stuff at that time and. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it, it, it feels a bit weird to think about it. Cause I, I remember 
the first time I was introduced to freelance people, I was very much uh, like fanboying. Um, I I made like I, I definitely embarrassed myself. I I couldn't stop speaking. <laughs> I I interrupted someone meeting their like um, their like inspiration, game dev inspiration, and uh, I just I I don't know how to stop speaking, and and it's very embarrassing to think about it now, but. Uh, I think that kind of like slowly led to me getting to know free lives. Uh, I guess I didn't embarrass myself enough that they like didn't want to hang out with me. Nice. Yeah. Or your programming is just so good that they can get over it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was that. <laughs> In my head, this is very much a scene where like someone is meeting Evan and Ron or something like that, and they're being very professional. And you just bust in and knock them down and hold up your hand-drawn dick pic and be like, Hi, I'm Rohan. I'm your biggest yeah. fan. Yeah. Exactly how it went. Nice. Yeah. Classic free lives right there. Yeah, that That's when we knew. <laughs> this kid's knocking people out of the way to show his dick pics. <laughs> Um, the, 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 I mean, to to bring it to bring it back, that's sort of how Nigel won us over. <laughs> yeah. No, so, yeah, no. Um, Nigel was the only publisher that referenced his. I don't know if I should say this. Are you talking about um, when he used to sign his emails "boners for life"? Uh, it wasn't quite that joke, but it, it was a reference to his level of arousal that he had when thinking about publishing Broforce. Uh. And that's when we knew. Turgid? <laughs> Tumescent? Yeah, yeah, uh, approximately. Uh, right. But yeah, that, that, that's... Yeah, I, I, it, now that, I, mean, I suppose the, it's a dubious... I suppose a dubious honor of being, or I, I, I feel like a lot of dubious, dubious, poor, poor taste goes a long way at free lives, I, I think, to, to winning us over. I think that's what I want to get across there. Fantastic. Well, we got that all over. Um, so, I mean, how, uh, you know, this is, I mean, I assume free lives is not, like super hierarchical, right? No. Yeah, it seems pretty cellular. Um, but I, I assume that you, Evan, as you know, the co-founder, have a lot of influence on the company growth. You know what? You already said that y'all are figuring this out. I was going to ask if you're going to continue doing more small games, or if you, are, you know, are thinking about like refocusing on larger projects or something like that in the future. Yeah, I, I, I think we're we're gonna. We, we've got a, we do have a little bit of an inflection point. Um, yeah. You know, indie games keep changing. Uh, this is still like a new medium. Like what you can do with a small team is changing. Mm -hmm. um, what what people expect from games is changing rapidly as well. Yeah. Um, I think I think what we're excited about as well is we've got quite different games uh, on display at the moment, like Terra Nils, a very different game from Angerfoot and Angerfoot's very different from Stickman and mm -hmm. so on. So we have a lot of options, um, I think. And uh, a thing that I'm excited about is Terranals. The first time we've, I think, nailed making a kind of serious game. Like it's not a, it's not a funny game, right? Um, yeah. And it's not a violent game either, but it's still, it's, it's a game that kind of, it has a message. It's it's a thing yeah. that we all stand behind, and we've tried doing that a lot. Like a lot of our failed prototypes have gone in that sort of direction, where it's like this is uh, we're trying to to hit a message here. We're trying to yeah. make a thing we can get behind and care about, and it's often just turned out to be easier to make stupid jokes mm -hmm. um, and like deliver the entertainment that way. But we kind of well, Sam who uh, leads Terra Null, kind of pulled it off uh, with that game. And, like, it opened some possibilities. It's also the prettiest game we've done. Um, so there's, there's more things we have experience with. It doesn't, I don't know if um, large versus small is necessarily going to be, 
the yes. decision in front of us but it, there is a bit of a hey we, you know we could we we don't have to don't have to be stupid next time we probably will be <laughs> but like um all right the, the the there's there's more yeah, there's more things we can do, and uh, that keeps exciting me. Like, yeah. uh, we don't have to feel pigeonholed or hemmed in uh, because, hey, where are the dicks and muscles developers? Or what, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, although, you know, I, I'm I'm still happy to be that. Uh, sure. I want to make I want to make that clear, but also there's there's these other things, um, and that's. You know, I hope whatever we do next also surprises us again. I guess, like, I think it's entirely possible that um, it goes in either direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. It's exciting to it's exciting to hear, and it's exciting to find out what happens next with y'all because you do wonderful stuff. I mean, the best game in VR, and you know, you talk about all the games being silly, but genital jousting uh, has one of the best written story campaigns like i don't know like i it's 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 more than you expect it's more than anyone would yeah. expect from a dick butt game yeah I, and i i hope i mean that's what we i think try to do with everything like it's yeah. um especially when uh, the the games appear unassuming we always want to put in a lot more um you know we 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 talk about t- taking jokes too far as as a goal mm-hmm. um but i think it's i think it's it's also take take everything a little bit too far um yeah. so if you're going to make a, a game with dicks and butts you also had to include a love story obviously um and you know spend longer trying to make the love story than than, than any other part of the game as well yeah yeah, I mean, you, yeah, it's it's like it's like you take the joke so far that you go beyond the joke. Yeah, I I, I also we, we we want people to kind of almost be shocked by how seriously we took something so stupid. Yeah, um, we want them to kind of be upset that we wasted our lives doing something <laughs> this asinine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you all for being on here. Uh, and for talking to us. Is there anything else that either of you would like to share while we're here? Um, Great. Resounding <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> loaded question. Uh, uh, where can... Uh, oh. Oh, it's just... Yeah, like... Um, uh, I mean... I think... I think uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything about uh, Stick It to the Stick Man we wanted to bring up. Yeah, maybe our uh, love for Devolver. Should we mention that we enjoy working with Devolver? And Stickman. Sh- sure, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting real. Yeah. Oh, there, there, was, there was one anecdote I wanted to bring up, um, which is a sort of a, I feel, a story that um, ca- cast Devolver in a less good light. <laughs> You know, okay. so this is this is this is for balance, right? Okay, great. Um, which is there was there, 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 there was an element of of Stickman we had to remove, um, uh, which, and I understand the reasoning. I want I want to be clear about that because we had a prolonged narrative section in the game where you could. Um, crush the skull of jeffrey bezos until it was until it was like squelchy bony pulp um and he kept kind of complaining and you know he was like screaming in agony and writhing on the ground while you ground his face into pulp and the volva said that maybe we shouldn't do that um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there was a very good reason, which which was that Amazon owns Twitch, and you know we probably shouldn't single out Jeffrey Bezos as a you know person deserving of mutilation mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. our game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, n- never nevertheless, I feel I feel I I, I suppose I, I I feel I've sold out. Yeah, um, 
by by yeah by not showing graphic violence against uh one of the world's richest men i uh yeah. i gotta agree you sold out evan i think i did you didn't um, stick to your guns and that's it, you uh, know, it's not very broforce of you but it, it's 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 partial well this is what i was saying about uh god kings right like uh-huh. you know i i recognize that jeffrey bezos um barely is you know is probably barely aware of me you know he probably barely ever thinks about me <laughs> and he'd be you know it wouldn't bother him to crush me and ruin the the entire you know both the volver and free lives he could single-handedly do it and probably and, south africa and probably <laughs> <laughs> And you know, and as much as I feel like I'm selling out, it's also it's it's also done out of cowardice. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not just my love of money and future financial success. It's also my fear for myself, the company I work at, yeah. Devolver, and the country in which I reside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he seems like a petty man. He he, yeah. he does. He really does. Uh, I don't know if you saw, like, after that video came out where his wife was eyeballing uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and then, like, very soon after, he, like, Bezos, like, posts a video of himself being like, oh, yeah, here, you can fall down here, nobody would ever find you, Leo. It's like, (laughs) fuck, dude. How do you have more money than God and you're this insecure? What the fuck? (laughs) So. uh, Yeah, so, we're to our... benevolent overlords we want to keep serving you and i'm very very sorry (laughs) about ever even suggesting that um you know that 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 it'd be you know any any harm should ever come to you we love you jeffrey bezos (laughs) well (laughs) i mean there could probably be some catharsis for you know smashing a billionaire's head in effigy I, I mean, but, uh, pe- 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 so I assume put- I assume it's still in the game. You just took his name off of it and gave the character some hair or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's approximately that, and like we 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 might find a way to kind of still gruesomely murder, say, the unnamed CEO of Amazon <laughs> or, or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But but it, it, look, it was I, I I'll say it it was a moment that the fans of the game really enjoyed. You yeah. know they yeah. yeah they they were I think very pleased to be able to to do that um, to that you know I I I think it resonated and it it just yeah and just like <laughs> unnamed billionaire CEO you know like writhing in agony just. It doesn't feel as good, I'll be honest. Yeah. Well known Lex Luthor cosplayer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Thanks for joining us for the final episode of the Devolver Digital Forecast. Your <laughs> forecast on devolverdigital.com, hosted on Amazon Cloud Services. Uh, <laughs> um, is there a place we can find where folks can find stick to the stick man and free live stuff on what is known as the internet? Yeah, uh, the 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 thing known as Steam has as a demo of the game now, um, uh, and yeah, like freelives.net is like where we uh, keep a living record of what we're up to. Um, I think uh, I haven't checked it out recently. Um, we also have a Twitter and. Uh, I guess, uh, and some of the devs stream on on Twitch. <laughs> for now, yeah, for now, for now. Uh, yeah. Uh, Stickman doesn't stream on Twitch for obvious reasons. Yeah, but Angerford and Terranol, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of like, oh, it would be the second free lives game that we're not allowed to stream on Twitch. Yeah, that, that, I mean that's. You know, my fear is real. We've been banned before. <laughs> yeah. Well, that less. was yeah. That was that was. That was just prudishness. It it got banned before the game was even out. <laughs> we did stream it, it on Steam, though. The very first Steam stream mm-hmm. of all time is genital jousting. Wow. Yeah. Historical. Yeah. 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 Landmark in video game <laughs> history. 
Uh, uh, Jared had something he wanted to share, I remember. I did? Yeah, do the thing. The thing? Um, let me see. Do you like video games? If you enjoy video games, particularly the ones published by Devolver Digital, then you can follow us on a multitude of things. Twitter. Uh, we got Twitter. Devolver Digital. Digital. Let me try that again. Take two. Devolver Digital. We got a Discord. Uh, we got a Facebook. We got a TikTok. We do not have a MySpace. Uh, what else? Is that it? <laughs> I, That's it. I feel like I always forget one, but I don't know if I actually forget one or if I just really want us to have a MySpace. <laughs> I think it's just the MySpace thing. Um, Rohan and Evan, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for sharing your stories. And thank yeah, you thank for you. having us. Yeah, thanks wanna, everybody wanna for listening. Want to try that note at the same time? Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.